0: All right, listen up, Buttercups, because today's episode is going to be a little bit different. I've got my dirty Dr. Pepper and no outline whatsoever, and I'm here to talk about five things that your audience wants you to know that they will never tell you. Let's get started. You're listening to Aesthetically Speaking. On this podcast, we're talking about all things branding, logos, colors, fonts, and the strategy behind it all seems like these days, it's easier than ever to build an audience, but harder than ever to stand out online. My name is Rebecca, and I'm a brand strategist and designer. I'm here with my sister, Abby, a lawyer who needs a creative outlet. Together, we're going to talk about how to bring your brand to life. So as a brand strategist and as a designer and as a creative, I'm a very perceptive, observant person. And I can see the trends and patterns online, especially when it comes to business and entrepreneurship. And I've noticed some interesting things happening that I think are hurting people's businesses. And these are things that your audience may not even know that they think or feel on a conscious level, but on a subconscious level, it's creating a gap or some mistrust between them and you, and that's keeping them from hiring you. So like I said, this is real talk with Rebecca. And I like to be honest. I'm really honest with my clients, always with love and with respect, because I know that you are smart and you can figure out how to adjust these things that I'm going to tell you. But I think that it would be doing you a disservice to say that you're doing everything right and there's nothing that could be improved. So Let's dive into these five things that your audience wants you to know, but maybe you're too afraid to tell you. Number one is they don't actually know what you do. And you're sitting here thinking, how could they not know? I'm showing up on Instagram every day. I'm making posts all the time. I have tons of followers. People are even sharing my posts, right? That doesn't necessarily mean that they understand what you do. Okay. And I see this a lot with coaches and really any client-based business where there's this feeling of like, if people really understood what I did, they would hire me, right? They don't know all the ways in which I can help them. And so that's what's keeping them from hiring you. And I think that is true, but it's kind of twofold. Number one is sometimes because we have been building our businesses for so long, we just assume that everyone knows who we are, knows what we're about understands us. And that's not always true, right? Our audience is always growing and changing and people are not following you as closely as you are. And so they would benefit from a really simple explanation. Like I'm a business coach for women who haven't hit six figures, or I'm a system strategist for coaches who have a wait list out the wazoo and want to expand their offerings without. Going crazy, right? So I think being really clear and really just straightforward is helpful. And you would be surprised how many people are like, oh, I actually didn't know that you did that. Or I actually didn't realize that that was included in what you do. Okay. The second part of helping your audience really understand what you do is getting into the specifics. And I talk about this all the time, but we tend to be way, way, way too general in our marketing, right? Like we say, I'm a business coach. I'm going to help you make more money and save more time, or even I'm going to help you increase your profits, right? And all of those things are good. Those are good promises, but when they lack specificity, it doesn't create the trust that you need for people to actually buy from you. So you need to get into some specifics. One thing that I love to Do with my clients on their homepage of their website is to create a how it works section, essentially, which is kind of a breakdown almost in the same way that you would tell like a toddler, like, you click on this button, you schedule this call, I send you a proposal, you pay for your deposit or whatever it is, but really, really breaking it down. I want you to do that in your marketing, but not with the specifics of like, how do you actually pay me? but walk through the process of how do I actually get you the results that you want? So for me, I would say as a brand strategist, I go really deep into my client's identity, personality, and desires for their business. And by building a strategy around what they want, I'm able to create a really powerful design that reflects those things and also speaks to their ideal clients so they can sign more clients and make more money, okay? Do you see how I've kind of broken that down into a process where it's like, this is how I get you this end result, which is you signing more clients, you having more authority, more recognition, all of those things that branding gives you, okay? So if you are an online business manager, your explanation would be something like this. I help you look at all of the things going on in your business, document them, organize them, and create automations where possible so that you can spend more time as the CEO of your business and less time in the weeds of project management or admin or communications. Okay. So you're giving them this result like you're getting more time, right? And less stress. But I'm giving you some specifics and you can get really pretty granular here. I don't think you need to explain your entire framework, but I do think you can say, I'll help you determine the CRM that's best for you, or I will help you create a content bank for your social media content, like whatever it is, but you need to explain that. The last part of this and clients not knowing what you do is not knowing why it matters. And this is where you have to really know who your ideal clients are and be able to tap into what they actually want. So like I said, everybody wants more money and more time, but there's usually a way that we want to get that. So I could make, a, I could make money doing a lot of things. What is it about hiring a business coach that helps me make money the way that I want to make money? Okay. So you can use that question or that framework when you are helping explain what you actually do. And I cannot stress this enough. Repetition is the key to successful marketing. You have to say this stuff over and over and over again. I really think about once or twice a month, you need to be saying in some, of, some form of your marketing, hey, this is what I do. This is how it works. This is why it matters because people don't know and people forget. And the more you can remind them of that, the more effective your marketing is going to be. Okay. Let's move on to number two. The second thing, this is okay. Number two and number three, as I've thought these through are, are the things that I feel really strongly about. And like I said, I want to call you out with love and help you see how you can make tweaks to your business that will change these things. So the second thing that your audience wants you to know is that they are confused by your brand and all your different offers. And part of this is because you don't have distinct messaging or branding for each offer. Some of this is because you don't have, you know, one clarified message for your business overall. Some of it is just that you're marketing different things all the time without a clear strategy, but there is a high level of just confusion. Confusion about what one offer is versus another, who a specific offer is for, what the benefit is. And I think when people are confused, they are not interested in purchasing. And this is where I see a lot of strength in having your one cohesive brand message where you can say, This is what I do, right? This is the result that I give you. This is what I have. I'm going to give you a cohesive, refined personal brand. The way that I do that differs from offer to offer, okay? The other thing that I see is even within offers, I think you can confuse your audience. So if you have been using an all black and white editorial motif to talk about a specific program, but then all of a sudden you're using these bright pink and purple slides to actually announce it or post the link to it, it's very confusing. And this is where I can help you actually sit down and say, okay, what should the branding for this offer be? And how does the brand of one offer fit into the overall brand of your business? Because sometimes we do a really good job of explaining what our business is, but we don't do as good a job explaining what a specific offer is. And your audience feels confused by that. And I feel like this is where you need to spend more time not thinking in marketing speak, but really thinking in just terms of clarity and consistency, like what makes the most sense. And naming also comes into play here. If all of your product names are the same, or you're using the same words, or you're using words that don't make sense, I think that keeps people from signing up. So if you are running a group coaching program, say that. Say, this is a group coaching program. If you're offering a one-on-one service, say, this is a one-on-one service. But don't fall into this trap of thinking like, this is an intimate hybrid container where we'll practice energetics and strategy. We don't know what that means. So give me like the high level, like help me categorize what this offer is. And then you can get into some of that marketing language That helps you really brand the offer. Okay. This takes me to thing number three, which is maybe the harshest thing that I will ever say on this podcast, but I'm just going to say it because I think it's true. And I think the sooner that you can take this feedback and make adjustments in your business, the more growth you will experience. So your audience thinks that your brand is boring, unoriginal, or just ugly. And it's not because you are boring or unoriginal or ugly. That is not the case. The people who have been around the block, who have put in the effort, who have people listening to what they're saying, they have good ideas and that's you. You have something really valuable to share, but it's getting ignored because the way that it's packaged is boring or ugly. Or inconsistent, right? Sometimes it just looks, you guys, it's like so hard for me to be mean. Sometimes it just looks amateur. One thing that I see a lot is people creating designs for their business as a whole or for individual offers straight in Instagram. And I understand that not everyone is a designer, but our brains are so wired to see those default Instagram fonts as default and generic. And so when you are trying to create content that is going to grab your ideal client's attention and keep it and sell them on what you're doing, you don't want something that looks like the default. You want something that looks special and custom and unique. I also think this is where if you listen to my episode about brand photography, you know that imagery is really important. And we say that a picture is worth a thousand words. I think a brand aesthetic is worth a million words, but the images and the photos that we use really need to be aligned with the brand that we're building. And it's one thing to be consistent. I think that is good. But what are you consistent about? And if you're consistently using generic fonts, generic stock photos, even the same photos of you over and over again, it's going to be hard for your audience to be inspired by you. And just like somebody who's confused isn't going to purchase, somebody who's uninspired isn't going to purchase either. So this is what I want you to do. Go into your Instagram or whatever form of marketing you have been using consistently for the last 10 to 15 days, okay? And I want you to, in some fashion, zoom out and see everything that you've posted, everything that you've shared. And I want you to look at it through two lenses. One is I want you to look at it through the lens of your messaging. Is my messaging clear? Is my messaging consistent? Am I selling the same idea over and over again? The second lens is, what is this saying visually? Are the visuals matching up with my overall message? are my visuals interesting? Are they original? Are they beautiful? Do these designs look like the kind of designs that a coach or a consultant or a brand at my level would have? Because if they don't, then you know what you need to adjust. And sometimes it's just by zooming out that we can see, oh, what I'm doing is not an accurate reflection of what I'm really offering. But for many people, The content that you're creating, the marketing and the branding is all that they're going to see. So please take the time to look at what you have created so far, to evaluate it through the lens of messaging and branding, and then to say, okay, what do I need to do better? Sometimes that's just going to be a few tweaks here and there. You can be more consistent. You can be more deliberate about what you're creating. And sometimes I think it's just a sign that you need a rebrand and you need to take the passion and the ideas that you have and package it in a way that's really compelling for your audience. And that doesn't mean that it has to be fake. It doesn't mean that it has to be really boring and corporate. I really believe that you can build a brand around your genuine, authentic personality and be extremely profitable. I actually think it's the best way to do that. And so if you're looking at these things and you're realizing, no wonder there's a disconnect what I'm sharing is all over the place, it's not inspiring, it doesn't speak to who I really am, there's not a consistent, cohesive brand message, then we need to talk because I know how to take the value in what you already have and rebrand it in a way that makes it more interesting for your ideal clients. So all of this takes me to numbers four and five. And the fourth thing that your audience wants you to know is that they don't see you as unique. And I hate saying this because I know how hard it is to feel like maybe I'm not unique. But the reason that I say this is because I believe that you are unique. And I think that if we took the time to sit down together and really dig into what you believe about your business and your industry, and how you like to serve your clients, we could uncover many really unique things about you and about the way that you have built your business and about your brand. But without doing that, it's really hard for you to say with confidence I am the only podcast manager who helps you use podcasting as part of your holistic marketing funnel, right? I don't know what it is, but you can't just believe that you are unique. I think you actually have to do the work of figuring out what it is that makes you unique. But the cool thing is, once you know what makes you unique, you can communicate it effectively. And once your audience sees you as unique, all competition is eliminated. They will spend higher amounts of money on you Because they see what you're offering as different than what they could get anywhere else. And I really believe in this because this is kind of my whole thing, right? I am unique because I go really deep with my clients. I am the only brand strategist and designer that's focused on your identity and who you will become through your brand, not just how it looks to other people. But that did not come just because I sat there and meditated on believing that I was special and unique. That came as I evaluated my own process, my own beliefs, my own clients, and discovered what it was or uncovered what it was, right? So don't be discouraged if you have the thought sometimes, I don't actually know if I'm unique because I have been there and my clients have been there and it's, super frustrating. But if the idea of building a personal brand, building a business around your desires and your personality appeals to you, that's enough for us to work together and find what makes you unique and tell your audience about it. And your audience wants to see you as unique. This is kind of a subpoint of this. They want to believe that you are special and that you are different. And they probably see some of these things in you that you may not see in yourself. But if you are not communicating them with your messaging and with your designs, it's never going to hit the same way that it will when you can actually own it. Okay, so the last point that I want to make after I hopefully have not bruised everybody's ego too much is your audience is listening to you and watching you more than you know. And I cannot tell you how many times I have clients who come to me and just feel like they're Speaking into the void, right? Like I'm sharing content, I'm creating value, and it just feels like nobody is listening, nobody cares. And the internet is kind of frustrating in this way because if we don't have some of those external markers, like the shares and the saves and the comments, it's easy to think that nobody is listening. But I've worked with enough people and I'm in enough of the ecosystem of. Online businesses that I can see that other people are really aware of what you're doing. And it's not always reflected in some of those vanity metrics. But if you really believe that people are listening to what you have to say every single time, I think it would help you create more powerful, more potent content. So don't get discouraged or bogged down by any of the numbers that you see believe that people are listening to you, believe that people want to see you as unique, they want to be inspired by you, and start treating every piece of content like a one-on-one conversation or a presentation to a large crowd, okay? Because the flip side of this is, and this is such an interesting paradox, but the flip side is nobody's listening to you as much as you think they are, right? So you have more freedom to experiment and to try new things in your business then you realize. And I know this this seems obvious, but I have clients who have been doing kind of the same thing for a couple years, right? Because their business is working, they're not struggling to get clients, right? But usually there's some way in which they want to elevate their business. Either they want to hire more employees and step into more of a CEO role, they want to raise their prices, some way that they're like i feel like my brand is not speaking to the level of business that i have and you know they're like but no like it doesn't matter nobody's going to notice nobody's going to care and as soon as we give them that new brand when they announce like this is business 2.0 and this is what i'm all about and this is who i am and this is what i care about and these are my unique perspectives it's like People come out of the woodwork to say, oh my gosh, this is what I've been waiting for. Like I have been waiting for you to show up in this power of who you really are. And it's like, oh yeah, like I always knew that like you were good at what you do, right? People aren't not hiring you because they think you're bad at what you do. They're not hiring you because your brand is not compelling enough. They don't trust the results that you're offering. They may not even understand the results that you're offering, right? They may not even know what you do. So when you have those like show-stopping visuals and the messaging to go behind it when you are like truly owning like this is what I'm all about. I think you would be surprised how many people would say, I've been watching you for so long and like this is you. This is the next level of you and it's super super powerful. So, those are the five things your audience wants you to know. And I want you to know that your audience is there because they care and they want to buy from you. People love to be sold to. They love to solve their problems. They love to buy things. They love the experience of becoming the person that they want to be through their purchases. They don't like to buy stuff that's boring. They don't like to buy stuff that doesn't solve a problem. They don't like to buy stuff that's not inspiring. And they don't buy stuff that they don't know what it is. So if you can address these things, if you can help people know what you do, clarify your brand, distinguish your offers from one another, inspire them with beautiful visuals, position yourself as unique, and show them that you are aware that they are there, I am confident that you will experience massive growth in your business in 2024 and beyond. And if you're struggling to do any of these things, please send me a message and let's talk about what a rebrand or refresh for your business could look like so that you can, with confidence, show up as the CEO that you're meant to be. Thank you so much for joining me. We'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed listening to Aesthetically Speaking. If you want to support the podcast, please leave us a nice review or connect with us on Instagram at Rebecca Peterson Studio.